Hello, this is Andrew Hiller, and you are listening to The HillerCast. Yo, I'm on a little bit of a roll, so I'm kind of clicking through the internet, writing stuff down, and I thought that I could just make a podcast. So one of the topics that I have been writing about and I'm going to talk about is the warm-up. The warm-up is supposed to warm you up. This is something that you learn when you get a bachelor's in one of the exercise fields. So physiology, exercise science, that's where I got all a lot of my information from was doing that undergrad. So elevate core temperature is what they say, and I don't remember what year I learned it, but to me it seems rather duh because it's it was early on in the schooling and it seems to be kind of lost in the fitness space where there are all of these things on the internet and I don't know if it's a state of mind that I'm in recently with a bunch of different stuff but it seems as if the stuff that's being pushed i.e. marketing is really getting winning people over like the the stuff that you'll see and hear about most often are the things that people will be doing most often and they're not really doing their own research so if you do any part of your own research and you don't just listen to these companies saying oh use the theragun you'll increase range of motion blah 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 that type of stuff you're gonna see very quickly that the goal of a warm-up is to elevate core body temperature. Once you elevate core body temperature, everything kind of limbers up a little bit. So if you're going to go do a bunch of snatches and you have the requisite mobility to put your arms over your head and you have done the groundwork to support that the, 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 the dynamic lifting in nature and stress on the elbow and the shoulder and the hip extension and the necessary bottom position if you're going into a squat snatch so your hips are ready to get down there, then all you really need to do so is you need um, a good warm-up. Like you can do some rowing, some PVC pass-throughs. It's very much what you'll see when I write a warm-up in my program. So, for example, the workout tomorrow has sets of four squat snatches. The warm-up I have prescribed is a uh, ski. So there's a Cossack squat right to left. So a little bit of groin opening, and there's a slight hold there. So it's a dynamic movement with a little bit of a hold to prep for the bottom position, followed by a ski for the guys and the girls at 15, 12 calories. So that they're doing about a minute to a minute 15 of skiing, depending on the tempo and the pace they're using. And then they have a barbell muscle snatch with the bar, 45, 35 followed by a overhead squat with that barbell, followed by a back rack sots press, which will kind of activate the shoulders in that bottom position. So there's three rounds of that. Over the course of those three rounds, the ski will help elevate the core body temperature, doing the barbell movements and the Cossack squats. They are not easy movements, so they probably will help you warm up. And you should break a sweat after that three rounds. And if you don't break a sweat after that three rounds, there's uh, also maybe you should have jumped on a bike beforehand. Um, that's something that I like to do personally. So I'll get into the gym and I'll sit on an assault bike or I'll walk on the treadmill or I'll do some rowing and I'll try to do it for anywhere from three minutes upwards of 10 minutes, depending on how much warming up I think I need to do. And then 
do the workout specific warm up. So I say workout specific because tomorrow we are snatching. So we need to do stuff that will warm up the snatch. And it's something that I would always prep my coaches with. So when you came to coach at my gym, I would say you need to make sure that you can do whatever warm up you want. I want you to have like your own flavor to it. I don't want to say you have to do this because then why would people go to your classes in particular? I don't want them to go to my classes because whatever reason I want them to think, Oh, Hey, I like to go to the so-and-so's class because they, this is how they like to run their warmups and nothing drives me fucking crazier than seeing people running around doing the pizza game where you have a bunch of ab mats and you're running around with your ab mats. It's like, Oh, try to knock them down. And then when you knock them down, sit on the floor or do a burpee. It's like, yeah, it's fun. I understand it's a gym, but what is that going to do to help you snatch? And then on the other side of that would be what I talked about with the marketing and all that, where you'll have somebody sit down in the corner with their hypervolt hammering away on their chest and their back and their hips and their quads. And they're like, oh, I'm so sore from the squats I did yesterday. I need to take my hypervolt to my quads. Or they'll have a foam roller and they'll be on their phone. They'll be like softly rolling their upper back while they're texting away on their phone. Like, oh, just getting ready to do these deadlifts. It's like, no, 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 you're going to hurt yourself doing these deadlifts because you haven't done any sort of dynamic warm-up. You haven't elevated your core body temperature. You're going to roll up off the floor and be like, okay, I'm not sore anymore. It's like, well, you might not be sore, but you're not sore because you were just putting that muscle under under load, and it's going to alleviate pain, which is what those things do. They kind of desensitize you to the, the soreness signals that your body was sending you. So... Dynamic warm-ups, you'll see them often in like the track and field community because if you don't do a dynamic warm-up before you do a track and field type workout where you're sprinting, bounding, then you're going to pop muscles. You're going to blow out hamstrings and knees and ankles and hips, especially if you're into like the vaulting and the uh, hurdle sort of deal when you're in track and field. You'll see them doing like hip circles and side side jump movements and stuff and I had a coach who was very good at doing track and field warm-ups but that should be in some way shape or form what your warm-up should resemble when you're getting into a functional fitness type workout a crossfit type workout and if it doesn't and you see people doing the pizza game or doing like thunderstruck to burpees duh thunder do a burpee thunder do a burpee yeah I get it it's cool it's funny but and burpees will, like, I guess, in theory, warm up your shoulders, elevate core body temperature. So that's not definitely the worst one. But that pizza game, motherfucker, is just the worst. And I, sorry, when I get doing stuff like this, I kind of get heated. Um, banded distractions, Theragun, easy stretching. I understand that it is things that people like to do. So I wrote in the post that I put up is that you got to give the people what they want. And it's a quote from a favorite movie of mine, Never Back Down. And when you're in the gym sphere, it's kind of correct. You've got a group of 20 people. And of those 20 people, some people might not want to just like get into it right away. They might not want to roll in, elevate their core body temperature right away. You want to give them what they need because you are the coach or the gym owner in my case. And you want to say, hey, this is what you need to do to get where you want to go, which is what you told me in either your preliminary uh, talk with me where you enter the gym and this is your goals. Or by being a member at my gym, 
now you're under my roof and you're saying, Hey, I want to be a healthy living human with all of these functional fitness. I want to be able to pick up my kids when I'm older. I want to go to the CrossFit games. So when you tell me those things, all of a sudden I have an, uh, a, a platform for you or a, a, an avatar that I want you to fit. And that avatar is not one in which you are just hanging out, stretching, banded distractions before a workout because that will not lead to what we had just spoken of, which was dynamic warm-up, elevating core body temperature, and just like some brief muscle, muscle contractions, which will prep you for the work that is to come. Now, there is a place for those things. The place for those things comes in workouts independent of the workout. And I say workouts because if you treat it like a workout, you're going to get more out of it. You don't just want to sit there and sit on your phone and do the, the, the deadlift thing that I'd spoken of where you're texting away and you're just kind of hanging out in your upper back. You say, okay, here's a 20 to 30 minute session where I'm going to work on my hip mobility. Or here's a 20, 30 minute session where I'm going to work on my shoulders or insert body part here. Um, there's a, one of the reasons I dislike yoga for CrossFitters is because it's not specific and, oh, Andrew, you're going to say it's not specific and you write a non-specific workout program. So I, I suppose that I can unfuck myself and say that yoga is good if you have no idea what you're doing. And if you need someone to guide you and it's going to open you up in certain spots in another, I can get down with yoga and I've done yoga. But when it comes to me, I know what I need. And if I'm an individual with really tight shoulders, I would be more, uh, I'd see more benefit from something that would open up my shoulders. And Ramwad was something that I would give to some people because I don't have the time to write up stretching protocols for a bunch of different people. So I'd say, hey, refer to Ramwad. And Ramwad was a stretch, a branch of yin yoga which is hold positions for extended periods of time. And I got away from Ramwad myself because it was very hippy. And my hips are pretty mobile. They have been mobile. So I don't need to spend all that time on my hips. My shoulders, on the other hand, are not very mobile. And of the what was a 20 to 30 minute session, it seemed as if the breakdown for Ramwad was maybe three quarter lower body heavy and one quarter upper body heavy. And the upper body stretches and poses that they would have you hold were short and maybe it's because I'm different than most people and most of the people they reached out to were lower body tight type people and it was just like hey cast a net and you're gonna get more fish in this basket because those people are all tight in their lower body it's good to do uh now, when you look at like the Gowad mobility first and the Ramwad people and they're like do this and you're gonna look like me it's like well those people won't tell you what I just said, which is I am lower body flexible. So when you see me doing certain movements, it's or like stretches or poses, I was born that way. I remember growing up, I would sit in certain spots and my gymnastics coach would say, Andrew, don't do that. You're going to hurt your knees. And it's like, well, to this day, I can still sit in that spot. And I've never had knee pain, knock on wood. No, no knee pain, no nothing. And I can also hit my butt on the floor on a squat snatch. So I can do that. I can also show you stretches that make it look like that stretch got me there, but it was a genetic predisposition and I work upper body stretches because I'm wound up, have always been. I've never liked putting my arms over my head. I remember again when I was a kid, for whatever reason, I just didn't like putting my arms over my head 
in hindsight, it's because it's not an easy thing for me to do. They don't just like go over my head and hang out there. And some people I'll look at and kids and adults and their arms go over their head and it's like, wow, that's really cool. It's just like an easy thing for you to do. I would do it too if it was that easy for me. Um, I need to work as close to getting to that as possible. So what I just said, and I don't like talking about myself, but I, I, I would like to do it in senses where I think I can lead you guys to water. So if you see that you are good at something in relation to someone else or not so good at something in relation to people that you'll see here on the internet or in person, you want to try to get as close as possible by going down different avenues. What can I do here? What can I do there? Look up stuff on the internet, use books, uh, reach out to people, myself, whomever, and say, hey, I noticed that I can't do this and I should look like this. I don't look like that. What can I do to get better? And it's just a giant game. The game of fitness leads into stretching. Hey, how do I get better at that? One of the components of fitness, as said by Greg Glassman, is flexibility. So if you're one of those people who doesn't like really check all the boxes in terms of flexibility, it's a realm where you can get better. You don't get better before a workout. You get better as its own workout. Sit in front of a TV and do some stretching. And if you have anything else, I would like to hear about it. Hope you guys enjoyed that. I did that entirely off the cuff, and I hope that it was rather straightforward and flowed well, and I didn't talk in circles. Till next time, Andrew Hiller out. Bye.